Keegan, I was also hoping you could give us some context on how U.S. operations and U.S. involvement in uh, in Mexico, uh, in Latin and South America, has led to this flow of refugees, because that never seems to get mentioned in the national conversation around our immigration policy. It's always, these people are coming, there's a migrant caravan, we have to keep them out, it's a they're disease ridden. They're coming here to take your jobs or just, you know, the democratic side is ideally like, okay, we need to you know, create a, a pathway for these people to come in. But it's, it's, it's never about how we have impacted people that would, um, would cause them to want to come here. And I don't know if this is directly connected to a migration flow, but you had a piece recently about a DEA, uh, DEA trained unit in Mexico um, that was e- extremely dirty and operating uh, in in unscrupulous ways. Um, could you could you give us an overview of this uh, police unit that the DEA had been backing and training? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked about sort of like the. I guess this is one of like the the push factors, as they call it, like reasons why people are migrating and showing up at the border. And I think definitely the U.S. role uh, in Latin America cannot be you know, understated or ignored. So this is an example. I don't know if it's directly related or not, but it, it ties into it for sure. And that for the last like 25 years, the, the DEA has funded and trained uh, like sort of a select group of federal police officers in Mexico. Uh, they're supposed to work closely with the DEA on anti-narcotics, like anti-cartel investigations. Recently, uh, it was reported that Mexico had shut this unit down and Mexico's president, uh, Lopez Obrador, confirmed this and said that this unit was, was corrupt. And some of the framing in the, 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 around the closure of the unit had been like, this is a, another blow to bilateral security operations in Mexico shutting down you know, an effective tool against the cartels. But I, I spoke to several sources in, in U.S. federal law enforcement who said that this unit was, in fact, like super corrupt uh, and was known to be corrupt for a number of years by by the DEA. And they sort of had to work around that in some cases, like feeding information to agents that they knew to be corrupt by one cartel so that they would use it against the, the their enemies. Right. Which is a weird way for the U.S. to be doing business uh, in, in Mexico. And I just think more like structurally, big picture wise, like a lot of the people showing up at the border are displaced, internally displaced Mexicans um, from you know drug war hot zones, uh, and the U.S. Is, has I think inarguably played a role in that. Um, many of them are also Central Americans, like Hondurans are, are a big one right now, uh, and the the government of Honduras, uh, like the U.S. is is currently prosecuting the former president for being a uh, in the pocket of the cartels. So. I think all of this ties together and is all sort of contributing to to so many people uh, showing up at the border and saying, we need help. We can't stay in our home country. It's not it's not safe anymore. I think that's like the ultimately the thing that comes back around every time we have these kind of discussions, especially when we talk about the cruelty being inflicted on kids, especially, but migrants in general arriving at the U.S. border, is that no one, it seems like in the, uh, the political class, the ruling class of the United States, wants ever to examine... America's role in creating these caravans that they kind of panic about through this kind of like 
political and economic destabilization like the United States has been spending the last several decades. Um, you know, Mexico is an example of, of the way that U.S.-led uh, war on drugs has empowered these like uh, extremely powerful and dangerous criminals there that have led to the destabilization there. You mentioned Honduras where, uh, you know, the United States has been destabilizing the government there. El Salvador, Venezuela, um, Nicaragua, like they've been all over Central and South America now for years have been destabilizing these regions, which has led to these caravans, which has led to groups like MS-13 forming. Um, And rather than examine their role in contributing to any of that um they've they've repeatedly doubled and tripled down on all these same policies whether it's the economic or political uh, interference in these countries and have just increasingly um again treated these treated folks that are fleeing these incredibly unstable and dangerous societies which are dangerous and unstable for a very specific reason and then criminalizing the people that are uh, escaping from it. And I guess that's the frustrating thing is that not only have they encouraged all of this through their own policies, but they then spend, you know, billions and billions of dollars on on getting thrown into this very carceral immigration system, which takes the form of like militarized police, um, these decrepit facilities where migrants are stored. All the, It's just, it's such a, a unlimited sort of money printing machine that goes to this uh, immigration problem which they're themselves creating and it's just that's the kind of uh, extremely sort of kafka-esque uh, horror about uh, i imagine you know observing all this stuff and reporting on this constantly is just noticing constantly the way that the united states you know contributes to this problem uses this sort of carceral methods to deal with the people that are trying to retreat from these problems and then spends countless billions of dollars just propping up this very corrupt and cruel um, militarized institution to deal with the problem. Meanwhile, nothing is ever actually changing and it's in fact only getting worse and with climate change we're only going to see more more of these caravans and migrants uh, seeking asylum. It's just this never-ending problem um, which, which the United States is directly and knowingly contributing to and punishing the absolute most vulnerable people that are being caught in the middle of it. Thank you for listening to this sample of the Insurgents podcast. To hear the rest of this episode and for more bonus content, please subscribe at theinsurgents.substack.com.